before we start the show, breaking news, Brandon Chalmers. I don't know if you've been on the internet. Um, Justin Lin. Justin Lin, director of such films as Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious 6, and F9, set to direct F10. Was already directing. They had started shooting. Was already directing F10, has decided to step away from his role as director of F10 for creative differences. Oh, no. <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize. Can everyone hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The silence was deafening, Brandon. Yeah. It, it, it wouldn't happen to have anything to do with Vin Diesel, would it? Oh, do you think Vin wants to direct? No, I think <laughs> Vin's the fucking reason that everyone leaves a goddamn franchise. <laughs> family brandon dude managed to exile the fucking rock i yeah yeah the guy who literally built a brand on toughing it out hashtag rise and grind was like (laughs) yeah but you know this guy kind of a dickhead i'm out i love money but not that much yeah dwayne johnson Hates Vin Diesel more than he loves money. Mm, that's true. Because he's not coming back for, for FX men. He made a pro wrestler quit the biggest paying gig of his career because that guy's a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson is choosing to do business with Vince McMahon before he does business Ooh. with Vin Diesel. Ooh, ow. <laughs> Damn. I, well, now, now they have to scramble to find someone else who... This was going to be my question. is Did yeah. they announce who's going to be filling in? No. no. I think the, the, the deadline story is like, they're just doing second unit stuff now. But, I mean, they were literally in the middle of production. They, they announced it like last week. Like, we're shooting and here's the, here's the logo and the X-Men are going to be involved. Yeah, and I, Justin and, and Vin had a whole like Instagram I, I, story thing. I cannot wait to smash cut to just a like security camera footage of Michael Bay's living room where he's just doing deep knee bends, just getting ready, (laughs) just getting ready. I would, I would love that. Actually. I would love if if we could go back in time and get uh, bad boys, Michael Bay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we're stuck with transformers, Michael Bay. And I have concerns. We're, we're stuck with army of the dead. Uh, Was it army of the dead? Michael Bay? That's Zack Snyder. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. So, yep. Yeah. What I'm if Zack Snyder? I'm getting my bomb. God damn it. White, no. White boy no. characters mixed up. You will not make a dark, gritty version of the fucking Fastiverse. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Like, I know what the topic is today. And still no. <laughs> but Brandon, he uses vintage glass to give everything a vintage look. I'm going to make God damn I Look, I get the... <laughs> That sort of old school vintage fucking like a bullshit gives you a hard on. Yeah. I want it the fuck away from my roomy zooms <laughs> what, and my explosions. What, a, what about Ron Howard? He's the safe choice. Well, you, you know, know what? Dir- here, let me throw out a here's a director who actually on record loves the fast saga. Christopher John Nolan. 
He is an admitted fan of the Fast Universe. Yeah, but then the cars are going to end up going backwards for no fucking reason, and like it's going to be convoluted as fuck. And, and one scene is going to be IMAX, and the rest of it is yeah, like, it's just like I, I'm glad someone's going to talk weird. Yeah, like but, get Momoa, and Momoa will be like, "Hi guys, I'm by the by the way." If we can double back to Ron Howard, because if we find out that Clint Howard is actually Toretto's dad and has been running this whole thing as a shadow game. I'm here I'm, for all I'm of in, this. I'm in. Bring in Opie. You've I, won I me, want, you won me over. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Howard director. Just just opening the fucking movie with the most Andy Griffith version of uh, uh what if, whatever the fucking song they played when Brian died. Like yeah. just <laughs> Just whistled his way as as Vin and his kid walked down to the fucking uh, pond like Andy Griffith. It's gonna be fucking great. I'm excited for all this. Uh, who's the who's the like the the director of Where the Wild Things Are? Mick G was that? Is that a person? That was Spike Jones. Spike Jones. I'm good. For, I'm good with that. Spike Jones. Like I'm trying to think of weird directors that you would the Daniels seen. who just did everything everywhere all at once. Oh, Oh, okay. Oh. Which I've yet to see. I, I've yet to see him, but visually from what I've seen looks fucking amazing. So I'm here for it. And then, and then you just bring Michelle Yeoh into the fast saga. Yes. I'm, I'm in for all of that. Um, yeah. She can do stunts where she's like riding motorcycles onto the cars. Yeah. But just, for real, just like in the Jackie, thing. <laughs> just like in super cop. Right. Yeah. Um, but uh, everything everywhere always is fucking amazing and you like, saw it yeah we we saw it we went in the middle of the week no one was in the theater um because we chose a theater that is like one of those amcs where they're showing like they were actually showing the batman and that probably had more people in it um but holy holy shit keith it's amazing brandon oh my god when it's on yeah. streaming yeah and that's this is the thing yeah. is i i know i will watch it when it's on streaming like yeah. that's that's a given for me yeah also, I'm going to blind buy it. Like, I don't even yeah. need to like rent that shit. Yeah. I'm going to like buy the 4K steel book as soon as it comes out. But <laughs> yeah. I just haven't had a chance to like hit the theater to see it. And yeah. I really like I will, if they're selling a package of uh, googly eyes, I'm buying that one. And then like, yeah, no spoilers though. Like I, I'm, I'm so far avoided every spoiler. Oh, so yeah. I haven't read about the movie because I'm so, I want to see it like the, with fresh the trailers, eyes. The trailers give you everything that you need to know. Going I kind of, I've, I've seen the one trailer and I've never watched another one. Cause like, yeah. I really want to like take it in. It's, and, it's so, it's so compelling. It just sucks you in. The time goes by like that. And it's one of those that you want to go back and watch again, because there's so much going on always. Like the frame is full of so much shit, like things you'll see something in the background. It's like, is that what that is? And then they come back to it and just, I don't know. It's, it's everything. It's in the title. It's like <laughs> all at once. All of, they were like, well, what do we call this movie? Uh, yeah. Everything. Yes. Always. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that movie, those directors would be great in a fast and furious movie. The fast, fast and furious needs some absurdity, which means the X-Men do actually need to show up. <laughs> I mean, you can't reveal that logo where you completely bite the X-Men cinematic movie universe logo and not have Hugh Jackman at least show up. He doesn't have to be Wolverine, yeah. but or, like <laughs> Hugh Jackman should just like walk on by or, and just look right at the camera. Just let Patrick Stewart be fucking Cypher's dad. Let's <laughs> fucking round this bitch out. 
or we pull a Xander cage on him and we bring back Ice Cube. Or Vin is actually Xander Cage. Yes. It's fast triple X. Yes. Vin is Xander Cage. Fuck yes. All in. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's the multiverse. Right. The, the film opens with Vin and a GoPro. <laughs> Welcome to the Xander zone. <laughs> you know, honestly, do we ever get uh, his kid's middle name? No. Because we could just have the kid doing that gimmick where he's just leaping off his shit. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be so amazing. All right. Jamie's sidetracking us from the fucking purpose because we got the Boston house. We do have the oh, house. Uh, let me let me stop this and we'll start it again and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll hit we'll hit the bumper and we'll do all the fancy shit. All right, so Brandon, Keith, are you both aware of the three G's, the three G's in life that make your life so much better? Let me let uh, me let, let me tell you about these three G's. You got guitars, you got Gundams, and you got gummies from Goalie.com, <laughs> sponsors of the Hard Knock Media Podcast Network. <laughs> You know, Jamie, that makes a lot of sense. I was going to go with girth game and gummies because that's <laughs> how that shit works. Because you know what helps you get girth and game? Goalie gummies. That's right, bitches. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we can make that claim, but go for it. Why Look, not? Look, I, I got myself a sample of goalie gummies thanks to my meals with HelloFresh. Got myself a little uh, pack there. And I can tell you right now, it's Tuna Can City downtown. Tuna Can City. <laughs> Which gummies did you get? Uh, the, uh, what are they? The red like, What ones. color is it? Uh, red. They're the apple, they're apple vinegar. cider vinegar. Those yes. are the yeah. 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 I, they're good. Like they're tasty. Yeah. They, they are exactly what they claim on the package, which I fucking appreciate that. It didn't feel like I was trying to eat something from Welch's and pretending like it was actually doing me some good. <laughs> <Fruit> <laughs> <snacks. Welch's. laughs> it's like a fruit snack's fine, but this is, this first night gives you gut health. Gut health. It's good God for you. It's I good to it. you. They're vegan. Uh, they're kosher. kosher. Non-GMO. Non-GMO. They're great. What's the, what's the code? You go to goalie.com. What, what, what's the code that you use there, Jamie? Shit. It's hard knock, motherfucker. <laughs> hard knock. God damn right it is. <laughs> I'm, staring at, I'm like I casually checking my phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, he said it somewhere in there. I know he did. H-A-R-D-N-O-C. <laughs> Um, you guys got it right last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got you in house, so now we can cheat. Like, we don't have. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I don't have to, like, text you while I'm listening to right, yeah. my lawn. <laughs> hey, guys, next time. <laughs> Actually, the answer is Actually. justice. The answer is justice. Oh, Jesus damn right. Um, Keith Chow, please to introduce the podcast which you are on, which you skipped your own cast to do <laughs> and join us please to introduce you, us you caught that jamie yes, that, I, that I wasn't yes, present I for my own yes, podcast I yes i did 
Yeah, I was playing hooky on Hard Knock Life so I could make time be on this podcast. My name is Keith Chow. I am the host of Hard Knock Life and Southern Fried Asian and Shelf Conscious, three podcasts on the Hard Knock Media Network that we share with the fucking Do It cast at nerdscolor.org or hardknockmedia.com. And I am happy to be here to defend the honor of my Dark Knight detective. <laughs> if, if you can't tell where I fall in the... Uh, debate of whether or not this movie good or not <laughs> now before we get into the the topic of the night we usually ask each other what we are geeking out upon keith you are our guest so we're going to go with you first because we pretend like you're part of the show forever and ever every time <laughs> well you do talk i do like you talk about me all the time so yeah. i appreciate that you're you're here in spirit always <laughs> now you're here for real and i am your one listener so that's always <laughs> Hey, we got we got Vincent from Canada, so we got two. oh, we got me, two. Me and Vince, we got yeah. two. Yeah. Um, what are you geeking upon, Keith? So there's, I mean, I was actually I've been thinking about this all day. I knew you were going to ask me, and <laughs> I thought about it, and I thought about because a lot of things, right? Like uh, I've talked about this on on my pod, uh, the Gerard Carmichael stand up special on HBO Max. Rothaniel is amazing. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. I'm I'm not fully caught up on this season of Atlanta, but I'm like four episodes in, and it's it's some of the best TV on TV, but I don't often get to talk about my toys. And this just came in the mail. And since we're going to be talking about Batman, Bummer. this is actually a hot toy from my favorite DC movie. Well, damn. Birds of Prey. And I haven't even opened it yet. Oh, so I thought I would unbox it. We're going to get an unboxing right here, right now. <laughs> I Wait, I'd just fucking do it right here, right now on the book. Right, I just realized that we've dropped the F bomb like 19 times. There's no way we're going to get on kids' YouTube with this. A viewership <laughs> well, just drop like a fucking stone. I don't think kids. So here's the thing about uh, toy YouTube it's not for kids. Yeah. A kid really? wouldn't be able to afford a $300 hot toy. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. I, I, I'm here for that. I assume that they watched, like the rest of us watch, they look for things that they can't actually have. Well, so here's the thing about, I mean, this is, this is, you just open a whole ass can of worms, <laughs> Brandon Chalmers. I usually do. Because <laughs> the toy, the toy vlogging community, uh, a few years ago, YouTube in, installed this like new policy where anything that they deemed was for kids, if, if it was not kid appropriate, you would get, I think you would get like fined or, I'm thrown in jail and get the electric chair. I don't know what it is. Some sort of penalty. Gotcha. And so like, so like you, you know, a bunch of the, the popular toy vloggers would have to put like disclaimers on their like videos and say, this is not for children. And then proceed for the next ah. hour to be talking about action figures. Gotcha. All right. The cool. assumption is if it's about action figures, it's for kids. And they'd no. have to say like, this is not for kids. Gotcha. Right on. No, I understand how this works. All right. So in the, in the line, when we post the video, let's do a uh, toy review. <laughs> Def not for kids. <laughs> XX, XXX, X, dragon dildo. Cause yeah. I want to, let's, Let's get some real fucking viewership in here. It's time to get weird with it. And for particular, like like Jamie said, like hot toys, ain't no kid is getting a hot toy. The sculpts this are realistic. The, uh, oh my god. This is the caution tape. Uh sorry for the glare. The caution tape Harley from uh Birds of Prey. Does yeah. it come with a hair tie? No, but it comes with the egg sandwich. That's why I got oh. it. Oh there it is. I don't care what you paid for it, it was worth it. It came with the egg sandwich. Worth and it. I only got it. Worth it. Because it came with the egg sandwich. 
no no qualms here, man. That's so, that's fucking worth it. This is my third hot toy. I told myself I would never get into the hot toy business. No, you were because it's son of a bitch. Ridiculous. Like, like it's too fitty for like a toy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but just, that's that's you're not spending like a money, so it's not unreasonable. Just like, <laughs> yeah. well, see, you guys talk about guitars and cameras. Yeah. And and I'm over here dropping two bones on a on a glorified Barbie doll. Quite literally, since Margot Robbie is playing Barbie in an upcoming movie. <laughs> Wait, what? For real? Yeah. <laughs> My God, that's you. You um, are aware but, that I have a big fake drum set, like basically, like I can hit it with my foot from where I stand. We really can't judge you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even about judging. It's like I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, and I and I've. I've kind of limited my, so I, I started, if you can see behind me, I have the Michael Keaton Batman, mm-hmm. right? I don't know why I have like no depth perception when I'm pointing at shit, but that was actually a gift. I got it from my uncle back in, uh, from the source, from the hot toys in Hong Kong. Yeah. I remember you telling me about this. Uh, I forget how many episodes it was back, but we, we kind of deep dove into a lot of your, your toy collection and toy culture and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So like, and it was like, you know, I hadn't, I'd never touched it. I was like, I'm never even taking this out the box. It's crazy. Yeah. And then I finally, when I moved into this house and had my own like real space, cause my old house, I didn't have like a display space for my toys. I still don't. It's like, I have to cycle them. You know, <laughs> it's like I, I got too many damn toys and not enough shelf space. So it's like, instead of ha- having all on display, I just go through like, you know, it's like, it's like the window at Macy's. I'll, I'll change yeah, yeah. it up no, uh, for the it's seasonal, you know, to freshen it up. Quit pretending like you're reading and take those books down and make some more room for toys. Well, man. Ev- eventually it will just have That's, to replace them. Right. Yeah. Look, yeah. Right now, in, in case I'm ever on like MSNBC and the rate your room guy, Ah. on twitter i, I gotta just keep up keep up air but i'm gonna scooch and so there's a glare from the, on the window but i got a mando uh, uh a couple years ago and i got that one because it came with several versions of a uh, little grogu oh my god and that's why i got that so i was like all right i'll get a, i'll get the mandos the first hot toy i actually purchased for myself Man, and so i was like okay that's it those star wars hot toys I'll just, but I'll stop. I'm not going to get anything else. I just went in Mando with the kid. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And then you, this, <laughs> this Harley Quinn was unveiled. And I was like, well, that's a dope toy Excellent. with the caution tape jacket Excellent. and the fun gun. And the egg. And it's my favorite movie. I love that movie more than the life sandwich. itself. The sandwich. And it has an egg sandwich. That's edible. Hot, to- no, Hot edible. Toys knows. Hot Toys knows their audience. Hot right. Toys knows that their audience appreciates the finer details, like yeah. the egg sandwich, like the Grogu, like the Grogu with the little ball thing, like the Grogu with the little ball thing and the fucking Mandalorian necklace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little necklace. And the Got new the version neck. that they're going to come out with will have the His Grogu chainmail. with the necklace and the thing and the chainmail. <laughs> fucking Grogu with mithril. And so I, just, so I said, okay, I'll stop with Harley. And, I, and then, and then I, I, I pre-ordered the which which is relevant for tonight. I pre-ordered the the Arbats. So now I'm done. E no no that's a lot. No. That's a motherfucking line. <laughs> I'm done. Not, no you're nope. not. No you're not. It's no. it's hot. To, like there are hot toys collectors and there are people who don't know what a hot toys is. <laughs> and nary the two shall meet. As soon as you open that seal, it is yeah done I know for you. Friend. I know done for you. 
thank God you're not into Iron Man because otherwise those are crazy. It, you would have 50 deep and you would still be pre-ordering them. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, the Iron I can't, Man. I can't do that. Brandon Chalmers, these Iron Man hot toys are fucking die cast with LEDs and fucking joints and shit. They're like Gundams on crack. <laughs> Amazing. Suitcase Iron Man. In that transforms? That transforms. <laughs> well, they do have like the 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 like the robot arms that that Tony gets in and I think in, in Iron Man 2. Yeah. They got the whole like suit oh, yeah. the, the hall of armor, the hall of armors. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's, it's ridiculous. I'm but I'm done. Dope. I am I swear to God. Mm. You no no more hot toys for me. I'm you're, strictly you're, you're done reasonably for another six to eight months. You're done today. Well, I'm just because I'm trying to think like what who what's gonna there's gonna be another what'll be next. There's gonna be another Batman. There's yeah, but I don't I mean Look, you no, know, I had no interest in getting the Affleck Batman. No, I no, no, no. They're going to do another Pat Bat. And the Pat Bat, they're going to have to update his suit because every time they, they make a movie, they got to tweak the suit. Maybe he'll actually do something with his fucking forearm thingies. <laughs> but they're going to update it. They're going to do a year three or whatever. They're going to yeah, update we'll the suit. And they're going to have the Reaper or whatever with that fucking dope ass like scythe thing on his arm and the, the mask. car. Yeah. The car. I mean, if, if they made a 12 inch scale Batmobile, I mean, they, they've made a few. Yeah. They've made the, uh, I think the Keaton one. Yeah. I've seen it in person at, at the Hot Toys uh, showroom in Hong Kong. It's crazy. They're, you're going to get that shit. Oh, I can't. Dude. All right. Let me, this is a story I've told on, on my toy podcast several years ago. I, I also collect, I don't know if you can see it. I have, I have several Masters of the Universe and Mattel. <laughs> Uh, they, they did their, like, this was maybe 10 years ago. They kind of like rebooted their masters of the universe line, but like made them, they call them masters of the universe classic. So it was like modern versions of the classic figures. So they were like seven inch scale, really like nice sculpting and articulation. Yeah. They didn't look like the kid's toy. And so they made an in scale, seven inch scale castle gray skull. And Mattel used to have a consumer direct to consumer website called Maddie collector. And I think it was going out of business. Uh, and they were like shifting their their wares to Super Seven, but before that they had to drain their inventory, and so they put the Castle Grayskull on sale for like ninety nine dollars. So I bought that shit right away. Two weeks later, it shows up at my doorstep. Picked up the box and went, "The fuck am I going to do with this?" <laughs> <laughs> Proceeded to put that shit back up on eBay the next day and got rid of it. Because like that's what, what do you do? I mean, that's that's why I was hesitant to get into the Hot Toys universe. Because like, look, I'm, my house ain't big enough, and look, I moved look, to a look, bigger look, house. Look, no, and it's still ain't big. No, 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 no. You just have to start rethinking your display game. Yep, <laughs> yep. See, you're talking to a guy who came from the world of RC cars, and I know there are ways to put fucking mounts into walls that you can hook that shit up and then just get one of those fucking Lexan display boxes and frame that shit right up on the wall. And then boom, you done done and guaranteed the next one. Next one's going to have a grappling hook. <laughs> I'm telling or you it already did. And I just didn't notice it. Yeah. He gonna use it. And you're going to be able to fucking 66 Batman that shit where a car is going to be up on the side <laughs> and then you're just going to run the line up through and it's going to look fucking immaculate. Yep. 
Yeah. Because yeah. I see that space right behind you. And that looks like a prime space for a fucking Batmobile. There's also like, that white pillar there. There, there could nope, be a other side there. in between the Batman poster and the shelf. Oh, right here. Yep. Yeah, right there. there. Perfect. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, you want that thing at eye level. Gotcha. Well, you do live down the street from me, I think. So if I need help uh, mounting my toys, done, done, and done. <laughs> like, I, I, I got tools, resources, and I am down to do some dumb shit. Let's get into it. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Well, so that's I, what I'm geeking on. That's awesome. I I'm excited about your new venture into the hot toys realm. It's going to be amazing. I'm not <laughs> hot, toys, hot toys shelf conscious. <laughs> hot toy conscious. Brandon, what are you geeking on? For the record, my name is Vengeance. Um, and also <laughs> Vengeance. And uh, also, I think I outspent the boss this week when it comes to things we're geeking out about because I went so. I come home, wife's like, hey, we need a new vacuum. Ah. Apparently, it started to short out. Ooh. I start looking, I start going through everything, and I'm like, you know what? I'm a fucking adult. I'm tired. And my yard ruined me. Tired of hauling around extension cords like some kind of fucking mo. I won't have it. Not this day. Not from this day forward. Because I have a wall-mounted battery operated fucking dyson i went Ooh, hard wow ward <gasps> ward <laughs> shit's clean <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly i had fun doing it yeah yeah jamie i i don't know how often you vacuum your stairs but for me it was a pain in the ass oh, make yeah. a decision what floor Calm. do i want the cord Calm. haul the thing Calm. back and forth right Calm. then i'm making a decision yeah. Okay, cool. Now I got to do this. Fucking, nope, nope, nope. Battery operate. Just fucking went up, hit the fucking kitchen floor, back into the living room, just straight up the fucking stairs. Just no whammy. I didn't even slow the fuck <laughs> no down. Whammy. Yeah. I Dog was running out of my way, just like, fuck the vacuum and just gone. Yeah. Game changer. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you, you boys geeking out about adulting shit. <laughs> you know, they need to. What would be, I mean, I don't want to disparage the name of Dyson, but it would be cool if they could, you know, since you have the ego lawn suite for outside. I I looked. If you could have the, uh, bring that shit inside and use the battery on your inside care, that would be cool. I started shopping when I started to replace the lawn tools. I was long looking to see what other options there were. And went on to wire cutter and looked at the comparisons and everything else like that. And reasonably, the only reason that I bought the Dyson over uh, wire cutters recommendation was because the price difference was only 50 bucks at that point, And I could have it same day and just drive to Best Buy and just go pick it up. What did the New York Times uh, recommend as the best? Uh, they recommended some sort of uh, hang on, I'll find it. But it was some sort of uh, online only company that, that um, mm. Amazon sold and Target sold and what have you. But like Target, it was going to be a week and a half to get there. And I've been trying to buy less things on Amazon. And also then Amazon jacked the price up 50 bucks from when Wirecutter actually recommended it. So I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like if we're talking about a $50 difference, I'm. I'm going to not worry about buying the Dyson and I don't have high pile carpets. So the one thing that was apparently a negative toward the Dyson wasn't a problem for my home. So it was like, yeah, this is fine. This is going to work great. And I absolutely love the entirety of like having the station right next to 
because uh, like I've got the the charger for the for the ego batteries um, like sitting right there, and then I've got the Dyson station right next to it, and then there's like my washer dryer. So like I have a whole setup going mm-hmm. on there, and the goal eventually is to hang pegboard all the way across that wall, and then mount a lot of my quick use tools there. Yeah. But yeah, so awesome. Do you guys Roomba at all? No. I yeah I mean I mean the salsa dance. Like, yeah. No. no, because we have a Roomba. And I mean, it's great. Like, you know, it'll, you can schedule it and the little robot dude will, it's like the guy from Wally just kind of clean the house for you. But here's the thing, like whenever we, cause it's supposed to be like set it and forget it. Right. Yeah. What we do is that before the Roomba does its thing, we like put our chairs on the table. We move (laughs) shit out the way. Cause we want it to get everywhere. And it's like, it's kind of, doesn't that defeat the purpose? Yeah. Of yeah. the Roomba, <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to do that. That's but, why you buy it. Yeah, because I guess we, we're we're Roombaing wrong. <laughs> well, no, you just give a shit about it actually doing a good job. <laughs> You're like, well, he can't fucking do the job if the chairs are on the floor. He's gonna miss the little spots where the chairs are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna you're gonna. Ironically, you're going to rue the day your Roomba misses the area under your chairs. You're going to look around the table and the rest of the table area is going to be done. You're going to see this like lone dust bunny just in the center of where one of the dining room chairs are. Like, God damn it. Yeah. Like, and we do. We yell, at, we yell at the Roomba. We, we probably uh, should treat our robot slaves nicer nope. <laughs> before, before they come in and nope. try to kill us in our sleep. Dude, it's inevitable anyway. I want to throw the first punch. I, I will fire the first shot. I'll kick an Alexa through a set of uprights and fucking start this war right now. Yeah. These are not the droids I was looking for. Fucking Roomba. <laughs> Weak ass little piece of shit. Jamie. Yeah. What are you geeking about? Uh, uh, nothing special. I, I pre-ordered a toy that I didn't realize yes. I pre-ordered and it came in. Um, so it's, a, it's an actually a, um, I showed Keith this a little bit earlier, but it's a, it's a key from um, Gokaiger, but this is this is a set of like ten of these motherfucking <laughs> things. So like, and uh, it goes with this other toy that I have uh, from a while ago. The the Gokaiger Anniversary Edition Mobirates, which is a uh, pirate cell phone. So if you turn this bad boy on, it has the uh, startup sound. Okay, and then uh, you flip on your key. You go ha ha. You put the key in the ignition, and then it says the name of the Super Sentai team that this is from. And uh, and then you press this button. And it it says the name of the team, and then... And that's their, like, roll call thing. And then, you know, unplug it. Uh, one more key. Do do each key make a different noise, or yes. how does that? Each, okay, each key makes a different thing. So like the the key uh has different pattern to it. So okay, uh, this is Go Busters. Go Busters. Okay, so you've had the cell phone for a long time and never could use it. Is what you're saying? No, I had the cell phone and I and the initial set that comes with it are the pirate keys so you get a, a set of five um but then this is the anniversary edition so it has things like the theme song 
I, I don't hear it. I don't hear it. You don't hear it? You don't hear it. You don't hear it? There we go. I'm actually really glad I'm on this episode because if I was listening to this episode while cutting my grass, I don't think I'd know. What yeah, you'd be like, is my phone off? You would, you would not be here. Yeah, it's slow. But anyway, so I've, I've had this, this the... I've had the, the the cell phone thing for a while um, and they've done these reissue keys, which are nice because before they didn't have a, a, a spring in them. So you had to like physically. Um, oh, well, God, who wants that? Yeah. Well, because in the show, it's one handed. So they go Whoop, and then you put it into the thing. But before you had to, it was like. Uh, and then. Uh, so now they've added the spring and it's pretty cool. Wait, weren't you the guy who was raving about getting the butterfly knife and you couldn't do that motion with one hand? Well, you can't you can't flip like you the, Well, not with that fucking attitude. Well, the old keys, <laughs> the old keys, the hinge was too too stiff, so you couldn't flip it up uh with one finger. I tried. Believe me, I tried. <laughs> I tried a lot. I tried way too much. <laughs> just, just Jamie following his daughter around, yeah. just trying, just yeah. ha, what ha. ha. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the, uh, yeah, I, I had nothing to geek on, and then Keith brought a toy, and I was like, oh shit, this thing came in. <laughs> so, like, I have stuff to geek on. Um, so yeah, uh, for all the Tokusatsu Super Sentai nerds out there, which are none, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I'm geeking on. All right, um gonna pause for the cause and then when we come back we're going to spoil this is a spoiler cast so um if you haven't seen the movie get the fuck out don't Let us ruin it for you. We're going to tell you. Here's what I want you to do. All right. I want you to queue up HBO right now. All right. And then I want you to hit play. Now, we're not going to do this in order. So we're going to fuck this up for you. So welcome to the Uncle's Ruin podcast. Where we describe a movie to you in broken pieces, not in order. And then tell you how great it is. And then ruin it for you forever. All right, so this is the Batman, like the eighth Batman movie, the twelfth Bat. I don't know how many live action movies there have been. Um, I've I saw the description on HBO Max. It was not very helpful. The dis- the synopsis on the actual website for the Batman movie is like a page and a half. So we'll go with the IMDb description. When Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham. Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Directed by Matt Reeves uh, and stuff. All right. How do we how do we want to how do we want to do this? How do we want to approach this? How do we want to? Well, first off, can we ask the question or can I ask the question? Why the fuck do you need a plot synopsis for a fucking Batman movie? (laughs) Who the fuck doesn't know what they're walking into when you? Yeah, I'd like two tickets for the Batman. What is it? I don't know. I hope it's about dolphins, though. Like, I was I was expecting aviaries. I don't right, know yeah. what's going on. Right. There are no bat houses in this movie. Yeah. I, so I I don't care about the plot synopsis on any sort of website. I don't care about the plot synopsis. Like, honestly, I hope that I didn't even bother to read it when it was up on HBO right now. But I hope it just says 
the Batman in the description is the Batman because <laughs> what the fuck else do you need? It does. It does basically say that. Right. The Batman investigates. <laughs> so wait a second. I know how we're going to do this. We're going to dig into the text message thread okay. that was passed around <laughs> before the fucking podcast. So this uh, this afternoon, we were confirming what time we were getting started and yada, yada, yada. And Jamie starts by asking the question, is tonight still good for the Batman trashing hour, which <laughs> I decided not to respond with. And the boss responds with the most. I can't tell if you didn't read it or you read the first part about the time and then just said, OK, or you couldn't bring yourself to have any other response than OK. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, thought I, put a, I thought I put a gif in there, too. Uh <laughs> It, it's a it's a ways down. Hang yeah. on. Okay, oh, so oh, was this, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah. Jamie responds. He he. Then we work out a little bit of uh, background stuff, and Logistics. then yeah, yeah. Jamie says, <clears throat> "Huzzah! I like the actors and the filming and the visuals, but I was bored to tears by the plot. Also, didn't care about any of the Riddler's victims. But we can get more into that. It felt long, it but I know everyone else loves it." Uh, loves this fucking thing. So what do I know? The boss then responds with a gift. Boo this man. <laughs> Which is the appropriate response. Right. Now, <laughs> Jamie, I this is where I want to start getting into it. And I want to read the entire thread. So this way, everyone listening understands where we're going to. They, they, get, they, get a, they get a behind the scenes. Right. Now, okay. yeah. So Jamie responds, LOL. Everyone's jovial in this world. We're all good friends here. So everything's a-okay. Jamie responds, yo, why do I care that corrupt officials and gangsters are getting Riddlered? Also, nice. Um, <laughs> also, Bats fails at saving any of them. Anyway, the city breaks. I make an assistance that we're going to do this on the podcast. Jamie says, LOL. Then Jamie asks, also, there is only one Asian guy in all of Gotham? Yep. Now, I am not a DC expert. I will uh, acquiesce to the boss here because I think he has a much deeper knowledge of the DC universe then maybe Jamie, you're not you and I together. <laughs> but like, other than the animated shit, uh, as far as the live action universe, yeah. I mean, well, let, let, here's let me, let's Katana. do a little bit of background on this thing too, because like, Katana. this actually pissed me off when the movie came out because Asian Twitter got their panties in a bunch about the fact that so the first time you see the Batman in in the movie. Is it's it's actually one of my favorite setups I, in the I did entire like the, the clunk clunk. Well, I mean, even beyond that, right? Like, like first of all, Batman narrates himself like like this is straight out of like a 1987 comic book, yeah. right? Like you're you're hearing the internal monologue of Batman, like, and he's I don't, I don't he's, know if he's been doing this for two years. And I'm becoming nocturnal, and it's it's fucking amazing. I don't know if this is working out for me, but I'm doing this for two and years. and and he says that like that light in the sky. It's not just a call. It's a warning, right? Like it's a straight up like Kevin Conroy shit. I love it. And so you, you're seeing like various crimes in progress and all the criminals are like constantly like looking over their shoulder into the shadows because they think I'm hiding in the shadows, but I am the shadows again, like the best Batman dialogue in a Batman movie ever. And so, so eventually the, the, the crime that he, in, intervenes in is these thugs who are going around like knocking people out on their like YouTube channel. And so they, they're on the subway and they see their next victim and the victim happens to be an Asian American guy. 
and so and then and then they they try to they actually don't even like harm him right like batman shows up and he like takes them all out that's the scene from the trailer was like who the hell are you supposed to be i'm vengeance like knocks him out and then and then like the guy's like don't hurt me and then he looks up at the sky and sees the light and he leaves and that's it that's the only time we see an asian Asian person in the movie movie. but it's also like so here's what i was like it it didn't phase me right like i actually enjoyed it i enjoyed the scene i'm I'm geeking in the middle of the theater when i'm watching this a month ago and then I, i pull up twitter and all of my asian twitter friends are saying I was triggered and this is, you know, in, in an era of hashtag stop Asian hate, how could they show an Asian man being beat up by a bunch of gang members? And, and I'm thinking, all right, motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Yang, I'm calling you out. <laughs> like. Oh, no, he called out so hard that his video. I, paused. I said this on Twitter. Your video paused. Yeah, yeah that's I'm getting I'm getting riled up. Oh, OK, OK. okay. There's a dramatic pause. I said this on Twitter. I said, you know what? All the to, to Brandon's point of all the history of Batman movies, I would much rather the Asian guy be someone Batman saves than someone he beats up. Because in previous every basically every previous Batman movie, when you see the Asian guy show up, he's got swords and Batman knocks him out. Oh, so yeah, there were ninjas in the Nolan ones. So yeah, exactly. I mean, Batman Begins. Yeah, and and then the famously in uh, the the 1989 Burton movie, there's like there's all these Joker thugs, and there's just this one random Joker thug with like two swords. That yes. Batman takes that with one hand. Yes, like we get you know like yes, okay, the timing could have been better. But we are in the middle of like Asian hate crimes, but like to to call out the Batman as like perpetuating some like stop Asian hate bullshit. I don't know. I was little, I tried not to engage, but, <laughs> but, but I did, I did make the point that like, I would rather the guy he saves be a, a guy. Is somebody, the Asian guy be someone he saves and not another ninja that Batman has to beat up. So. I think, I think it might've been, I think if there were more Asian people in the film as backgrounds or maybe like a sub character or somebody else, I think well, that that first scene would have had less of an impact, but it's like, well, here's the thing too. I mean, and this is, this is maybe a little more subtle. Uh, the kid in that scene, like, cause there's like one kid who's real hesitant, right? Yeah. Like the one that they're trying to initiate into this gang. Yeah. He's actually an actor named Jay LaCurgo who is half Asian himself. Ah. And if you watch Titans, yeah. you might recognize him as Tim Drake in oh, Titans. Cool. Oh, I so, so like th- and that's, you know, that's another thing that's like, there's like East Asian privilege because we're seeing the victim as like the only Asian person in the scene yeah. when like the kid is also Asian. He's that's might not cool. as be visibly Asian, yeah. but he's, he's, he's a half Asian actor. He doesn't get his ass beat. He's like, uh, I shouldn't be doing this. Right, right. And he's the one who's hesitant the whole time. He's like, and who knows, maybe they'll bring him back in the sequel as Robin since he plays Robin. They're on They're definitely doing a sequel, right? Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be announcing that this week. Uh, are you sure CinemaCon happening in LA? So, are are you sure you want to bring that guy back, knowing what happens to Tim in the comics? Because like, <laughs> once people figure out that he's Asian, boy howdy, are they going to be mad about what happens next? <laughs> Wait, what what happens to Tim in the comics? Did Tim die? I'm a little behind in the comics. I know that Tim came out as like bi. Am I forgetting something about Tim? Am, am I missing the it, Tim is Red Hood, right? 
That's yeah. Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Jason I apologize. Todd is Tim Drake That's is Robin right. three. Yeah. That's right. I was thinking of Damien, but Damien's Robin four. Right. Well, <laughs> okay. Damien's like Robin seven because <laughs> technically Stephanie was a Robin before. Stephanie. Yeah, Damien. no, I, I get that. I, I, I forget that we've got the like, oh, looks like we're going to need another Robin. Yeah. Um, Tim Drake. Tim Drake was my favorite Robin because he's the right. one who okay. figures out Batman is Bruce Wayne on his own. That's right. Okay. 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 I apologize. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Get my get my yeah, Robin. Jason, but, but to your Fucking point, like Jason Todd is the fits more of like the, the thug who becomes a Robin, but then he's right. too like mentally unstable to maintain being Robin. And then uh and then he eats a bomb. Well, no, he gets uh he gets crowbarred. Yeah, he gets crowbarred oh, right. to death that's by the Joker. Right. But then yeah. he doesn't die. He he does even the Joker doesn't kill him. It was it was a uh, Edge Lordy comic book fans who killed him because they dialed a nine seven six number to uh, DC Comics that. to vote on <laughs> should Jason Todd live or not, and that's how he ended up dying. We're like, nah. <laughs> and so, like, quick, quick, Robin interlude. Tim Drake becomes Robin because he figures out he tracks down Bruce Wayne and he figures out he's Batman. The Robin previous to Jason Todd was Dick Grayson, right. who becomes Robin because his yeah. parents also die at a right, 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 and Bruce Wayne uh, witnesses it. Jason Todd becomes Robin. Do you know how? Uh, no. He's stealing the rims off the Batmobile. <laughs> ah. And Batman catches him. I, I gotta say, the, the politician's kid that they show in the funeral and stuff, that kid looks like how an artist would draw a Robin. Like, his face structure looks like... like like I don't know if they're setting it up that way. I mean, I think they that's could, how a motherfucker would draw a Robin kid. We could. I, I'm I'm down for Robin. I think we need a Robin in in the cinematic Batman movies. Yeah, it's been too long since we had one. And you know, I mean, Titans for all its flaws shows that you can do a Robin in this type of film without it being Fuck too discordant. Yeah, I mean, there's some shit I'm I'm not. <laughs> Feeling with Titans, but it does show like it's not completely discordant with like the stuff that Matt Reeves is trying to do. Wait a second. All right, let's let's get back on track here because I sorry for the Robin. I I hesitantly don't want to ask. Like I almost want to go down this rabbit hole because I have like general questions. But let's get back to the part where Jamie apparently fucking didn't like this shit. I did not not like this. Okay, so let me let me get this straight, Jamie. Um, what's your view on corporal punishment? So, um. Because you seem real fucking loosey goosey with yeah. the idea of corrupt people just fucking eating it in the most zodiac ass way. So, so here's <laughs> here's the here's the thing: Are they corrupt? Were they tried? Fuck it, who cares? They're dead now. Here's the <laughs> thing: This movie gave this movie gave me no reason to give a shit about those characters, other than the fact that they were being their victims. Like, I, I, it's not like I'm. I I'm, love. This. Then them being people isn't enough for Jamie. They're like in this long movie, person, long ass movie, mayor. I guess the mayor doesn't matter. Whatever. It only kickstarts the rest of the corruption conversation. But fuck it. Yeah, I don't care that this guy dies. These people, these people have ruined Gotham. They've put Gotham in a state where they need a scary ass man in a big ass costume to to knock heads when he should be taking on like systematic corruption and so i i i'm sad that they are being killed but like i don't i have no character reason for me to give a shit about these people how about the fact that one of them is fucking john totoro for one (laughs) he's great in this movie he's great in everything that's the thing they're all great like every 
the actors are great. Like it's well shot. It's well directed. I just don't like. I have. Well, no, yeah, I mean, I think I what no Jamie you're getting at is is there's actually a YouTube video that Dominic and who is my co-host on Hard Knock Life. We did a video about how we would end Brittany Monet, my other co-host. We did a, it was actually a portion from the podcast where we rewrote the Riddler's part. Cause I think what you're saying is that, and this, and this is addressed in the film because like Gordon is talking to Batman. He's like, I feel like you think these people deserved it. And Batman's kind of like, yeah, maybe right. <laughs> Even I, I don't kill, but the fact that they're dead doesn't bother me, but I'll still solve their murders. Essentially what Batman says. Yeah. But I think what your issue is, is essentially Riddler was right. Yeah. Right. He targets actually corrupt mites and, and murders them. And, and that's but that's the theme of the movie, because Riddler and Batman are two sides of the same coin. They're both going after the corrupt, but Batman refuses to kill and Riddler goes that next. Step. There's actually I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it since you just recently watched the movie, but there is a deleted scene that was released a couple of weeks ago. That that has Barry Kewen's Joker more prominent than the kind of cameo that he has in the, oh, yeah. in the <laughs> proper film. Yeah. Where he's doing like a Hannibal Lecter type, like Batman goes to Arkham to like consult to kind of like profile the Riddler. He hasn't figured uh, out who Riddler is. Uh-huh. And so like Joker tells Batman, he's like, This guy, he's a nobody, but he wants to be somebody. And you think you're a little jealous because he's getting shit done and you're not able to. And that's like a great scene that I kind of wish was in the movie. Mm. I don't think the Riddler Joker scene in the movie is very good because it's kind of like a throwaway it seemed, scene. It felt tacked on. It does. It, I mean, if that's the kind of scene that should be after the credits, it didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. But anyway, so I think your issue with the Riddler is, is I mean, that's the point of the movie is that right. the Riddler is targeting uh, uh, like his victims deserve it until he gets to like the end of the movie where he's like targeting the entire city. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've already expressed like my, the thing I didn't like about I love this movie. This is to me yeah, the platonic ideal for <laughs> yeah. the Batman. Like this is the Batman movie I've wanted since I was a child. <laughs> I mean, I, I straight up like after I came, I after watching Seven in the nineties, I was like, "Yo, what if Kevin Spacey was the Riddler and this was a Batman movie? That would be dope." And that's kind of what we got thirty years later, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but the. I, I didn't love the last act where it's like the city's in peril and Batman has to save the city. Cause like every Batman movie devolves into like the city's in peril and I have to get rid of this bomb. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be a more intimate Batman solves a murder, saves the mayor's kid. And that would be the end of the movie mm-hmm. that that would have been the ideal Batman movie. I'm really fucking confused now <laughs> because the way I see it, Batman doesn't want Riddler to win. He doesn't actually feel the way about any of it because that means that he would be complicit in his own parents' murder. Right, right. No, I'm sorry, but that's but that's what the movie wrestles with. I think what Jamie was complaining about in the text is like, why was Riddler targeting all these like actually corrupt people? And there was there. I don't. I'm. I don't. I'm not saying Batman wanted them to die, but there was a scene when they're investigating the commissioner's murder, for example, and like Gordon turns to Batman and says. You sound like he deserves it. And Batman's like, you make wrong choices. You get, you fuck around, you find out sometimes, <laughs> you know? And, but, but yeah, I, he doesn't, he's not, but that's what like Batman's wrestling with. Like his whole quest for vengeance is kind of like, he's seeing where that leads. And that's why the end of the movie where he's like, I need to be a symbol of hope is kind of like the character arc that Batman goes through in the movie. 
I mean, I'm not, I look, I love this fucking movie. <laughs> this movie. Yeah. I, 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 I love <laughs> everything about this movie, except I couldn't do with less, uh, explodey explode in the third act. Uh, n- no, no, we need all <laughs> of it because this is the first time I've ever watched a superhero movie where the hero lost. Yeah. This starts like fucking empire. We start with a fucking losing battle. Batman is one dude who is who has a nondescript amount of money. He's clearly influential, but he doesn't have fucking Bezos. Fuck you money near as we can tell. We see the like a a, a bit of old architecture and structure and everything else like that inside what looks like an old fucking church. And then a couple rad toys and then the giant old train station. So like he's got some cash. I get that. But like, I, I just, I like the idea of Batman one, not hiding from everyone because every other Batman, like other than 66 Batman has been like a, don't look at me. No, no, no. <laughs> know about me. Yeah, he secret. just stares down all the right. cops. He's just he's like walking through. Yeah. Just like, I love hey, that. How's it going? Right, yeah, just this yeah. zero fucks. Get, this, again, and I see it on your hoodie. It's the best part about this fucking, the goddamn knife on the chest. <laughs> the most practical. How the fuck has it taken this long? Thank God, because you guys last year were speculating. It's the gun that murdered his parents. And I, I was look, like, if that were the case, I would have walked out the theater. Trust me, I Thank wanted God to be that fucking that wrong that about that. Because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. genuinely concerned that this was going to be a hot topic ass movie. <laughs> when I walked it, into it, it that, and I was so like, yeah. oh, God, get ready for fucking zipper pants and nine inch nails. Here we go. And <laughs> I was so glad to be wrong. And by the time we're done, he's like, yep, got a sword across my chest. You know what this symbol means? I cut shit. I cut shit and then hangs out and hauls people out and shit. By the way, Jamie, you know, the reason they flood the city because you need a reason to have a bat boat and you can't have a bat boat without some goddamn water, a bat boat. Yeah. You want to add a little bit of fun? Now half of the city's covered in water and guess who got released? Oh, it's killer croc. Only it's just a dude in a fucking scuba suit who also loves to murder people for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't I don't disagree with anything that you guys are saying. I just did not enjoy it. You were just bored. Like, it, it was long, and it felt long. What would have what would have actually improved it for you? Because I don't know what you cut out of that, other than maybe a bit of dialogue and wandering around. Maybe you could have shortened the, the scene with the funeral or whatever it is a bit. For, for me, so, like, for me, I was thinking about this as, like, there are no real characters that I will latch onto except maybe Selena. But Selena had the best story. Like yeah. her, what I loved about the, like every Batman movie since like Nolan, there's always like th- three villains, right? There's always like, a, it's overstuffed with characters. I mean, not even since Nolan, since the Schumacher movies, right? Like, yeah, you have to have like four villains in every movie. Yeah. And this is the first time, even in the Nolan trilogy, like sometimes, Harvey Dent feels a little tacked on. Sometimes Scarecrow feels a little tacked on. Yeah. You know, Ra's al Ghul. Like, this is the first time, like, all, like, you got Penguin, you got Carmine Falcone, you got Selena Kyle, and you have even the Joker plus the Riddler. Mm-hmm. And they all, like, seamlessly fit together. Like, Selena's story makes sense in the context of everyone else's story. And I, I that's, that's some tight ass script writing there. Like I, I liked, I liked her. We got a lot of good character stuff with her. I thought Al- the Alfred stuff was interesting because we never see Alfred participating in the detective work. 
Like we, Whoa. we usually Whoa, see clearly panting. you like you forgot about Batman and Robin. OK, because he <laughs> talks about a lot of the rest of his Pennyworth family. Thank you very much. No, but like in the in the context of the movie, it's like he'll he'll give Batman gear. He'll help him like set stuff. But like we have a we have an Alfred that's solving a puzzle. And that, you know, that, that doesn't Kane! happen. Michael fucking Kane. What Did he do to do I mean, he helped, I guess, up. with the. He helps. He helps with getting everything together. He organizes everything. Oh, he handles right. all of the bullshit background relationship. Bruce Wayne, blah blah blah. Okay. He fucking pushes that movie along. Then, then I hated Alfred because he's doing what all the other ones are doing. <laughs> no, he has. I just wish there was more of him because we dabbled into the idea of him being a fucking cryptographer, and then all of a sudden he gets fucked off and burnt. By the way, who's the random lady? Oh, that's like Aunt Harriet. <laughs> who? In the 60s who, who? no remember the 60s batman there was a there was it was alfred bruce and dick but then there was an aunt harriet she's no. basically Aunt harriet you don't remember you gotta no, watch more no Adam I, I, batman TV I, I, that's that's the other thing i feel like i i wanted i wanted more of the people in his life so that i would give a shit more about like but see this is you this have is, to go into this caring about Batman and his stuff automatically until you get no, to the end. I don't agree. I don't agree. Other stuff. I don't no. agree because this is what I loved about Pattinson. And this is actually one of the complaints, like when the movie came out, like probably the, the most consistent complaint about the movie is there's not enough Bruce Wayne. And I Good. say, fuck that because you crack open a 22 page Batman comic book. How yeah. many panels is Bruce Wayne in yeah. two? maybe three panels yeah. and you got like 99 panels of Batman. This is the first time we got a Batman movie <laughs> I, with 99 yeah. panels of Batman and two panels of Bruce Wayne. And I love it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Bruce Wayne's rich ass because the idea of him being broody and everything else like that, man can afford a sea do. No one is sad on a sea do. If he really <laughs> wanted to solve his personal woes with his parents, he could be doing backflips on a sea do. And every time he does a fucking uh, uh, barrel roll, you just hear my parents and then just fucking land back down and fucking ear to ear grins and he'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. You don't need to know and dwell again on his dead ass parents and that fucking story that is probably more beat to death than his actual fucking parents. So we can move away from him and go, yeah, we know who Batman is. We get that he's rich. He's got the light. Cool. All right. He's somewhat established. We understand what's going on. Let's focus on all of the other people who have a rich backstory, like fucking Catwoman. The whole vehicle is a story about the Riddler being an established character. And I'm glad that all of the other fucking villains fucked off for a sandwich because it gave us an opportunity to actually stretch our legs and become genuinely vested in one and two having the side story that works along with everything of the story of Catwoman because now if she comes back great if she disappears and then comes back in the third one even better yeah I don't know I just I didn't care I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't give a shit like the I think that's the best part is that I didn't have to give a shit about Batman the low the low talking the entire time I was like I Make up your mind. <laughs> like, give, if if you're not going to focus on the Batman, that's fine. But like, give me something to either more Selena or more of the, I don't know. There is something about this that felt like I was watching three episodes of a TV strung together that is very long, but not, it doesn't like, in a TV show, you would have the opportunity to like um, delve into the people that he's investigating, like. You know, maybe we get a hint that the 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 mayor is slightly corrupt and then he's dead. And then we have this thing. And then 
maybe we have like a, a, a full episode of like Selena and the relationship with this other person. Like, I don't know. I feel for so, me, this would have felt better if it was like four episodes of a like hour long thing. So this is a porridge issue for you. It's it's either too short or too long. And in this sense, it wasn't quite long enough. In this sense, I I I don't know. For like you want a Batman show, not a movie. If, yeah, like if this was four episodes or like a, a like a six a five episode thing, um, I think you're right. I don't give a shit about Batman, but I do care about the surrounding stories about that because that gives me something to latch onto. We don't know anything about the the guy running for mayor except from like context clues from other stuff, which is fine, I guess. It wasn't enough for me, but I guess it was enough for other people. Um we selena's friend like gets fridged off screen um we could have had a we could have had a full if we had a show we could have had a full episode between the two and seen their relationship so there would be a tragedy when selena loses her um and you know, i think i mean all, everything you're saying is not wrong but i think at the same time like that's the, the like the cinematic language of the movie portrays all of that like we we know that Mitchell is corrupt in that first scene when he's on the phone watching the debate. Like we don't need a whole episode to tell us Mitchell is corrupt. Cause he's like watching this debate where he's debating, where he has a debate against his progressive black woman candidate. Mm-hmm. And he's on the phone. Like you told me I was going to be up. Like, so clearly this dude is not a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So like that. And then with Annika, like we know, like, you know, like again, the, to me, like the, the tightness of the script, you move from Mitchell, then you see who's this lady he's with. And it turns out she's connected to Selena. I mean, I will say it's a little clunky, like listening to like the voicemail where she gets murdered. <laughs> like that was you could have cut that scene down maybe about five minutes, yeah, but that was rough. you know. But at the same time, like I, 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 I'm with Brandon. I think like what what they gave us again is the perfect like because at the end of the day, Batman should still be in the center, mm-hmm. and he's the one going to the crime scene, solving the the the. the the clues and at the same time like but also like getting beat like he's batman gets knocked out like seven times in this movie like oh, yeah. legit like yeah. tko yeah at least seven times in this movie and and but like good you know yeah. I, I, I like no problem with that <laughs> right with but that. i i wonder if you watch this and instead of viewing it as a batman movie viewed it as the riddler movie i think you might enjoy it a lot more because i i found myself watching this more as a suspenseful, almost borderline horror movie. Yeah, because the thing basically starts like uh, the the Mike Myers movies. Like it, it's very <laughs> yeah. much it's like a, it's you know it starts from behind role. the mask, and yeah. you know you get you get Riddler's perspective. And you're like, okay, this is about to get real dark, real fast. And like even the acknowledgement of like the first time you see him, it's it's only in the light from the TV, and it's meant to build this almost horror level build and then when bats kind of shows up in a very similar kind of way of like you know you hear the clunking and him coming out of the shadows and everyone else being afraid yeah. there is a very real comparison of like i don't know who is actually like i know who's the bad guy but at the same time i think as as we the audience we're supposed to see from the perspective of everyone in the city namely the guy that everybody's fucking triggered by has no idea who's actually going to kill him like does batman chase off all these guys because this guy's going to be his victim. Like he has no idea who the fucking Riddler is. He has no idea whether bats is going to be the guy and he's going to be the next guy who gets fucking killed for fun. Like, and and the best part is that like the, the best twist in the movie is that Riddler 
really was writing to Batman thinking they were a team. Like right. my favorite, I said, I think I've said this for every scene I've described. My favorite scene in the whole movie. Every scene. Is every scene all at once. <laughs> Everything, every scene all at once. But my favorite scene in the whole movie <laughs> is when Batman thinks, oh God, Riddler's figured out who I am. I will say that was the highlight. That was like the best part of the whole thing. I was like, this is amazing. And he goes to Arkham and like, you know, Riddler's talking to him and he's like, you're a part of this. And, and then uh, Bruce Wayne and, and, and why I love about why Pattinson is, is if not my favorite Batman going to be my favorite Batman, the way he acts inside the cowl. Yeah. He is freaking the fuck out. The entire time trying to keep it in, trying to keep it in until until Riddler reveals that, like, we we, we didn't get Bruce, we but we got Bruce. everybody else. And then his face changes and you're like, holy shit, Robert Pattinson's a good actor. It reminded me of um, I don't know if you guys remember Superman 78, the, the first Christopher Reeve movie. And there's a scene right after the, the date Superman and Lois go on where like they fly through the sky. Can you read my mind and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then, and then he brings her back and then, cause she's going to meet Clark and she's in the room changing. And then he turns into Clark and he's in the living room. And for a second, he thinks I'm going to tell her I'm Superman. And he takes off his glasses and his whole demeanor changes. He, he grows like five inches somehow. Yeah, yeah. Then he realizes, no, I got to be Clark. And he puts the glasses back on and he becomes Clark. It was like, Whoa, how do you, that's <laughs> that like that, suspends a disbelief about the glasses right yeah and superman because christopher reeve was able to go i'm clark i'm superman i'm clark i'm superman right when when patton's and whole face changes and then he becomes like batman again yeah give that man his flower i i did like that scene like of all of all the stuff that that was in that i thought that was like well executed if it fooled me i was like jesus christ this is amazing <laughs> Uh, but it still was very, very long. <laughs> still, very fucking long. still shorter than the Snyder cut. Oh, yes. True. The other thing is, I don't necessarily want to see this Batman in the Justice League. Like, no, well, that's why they spun him off into his own universe. He's yeah. not, this is like the Nolan stuff all over again. This, he's not going to interact with the, uh, the other heroes. And who knows like where the DCEU is going because Flash was supposed to set up Michael Keaton as the Batman, the kind of like it was a mess with the timeline and then have Michael Keaton's Batman return into the be the Batman in the DC universe. But now that Ezra Miller is like wreaking havoc throughout of Hawaii, who knows if Flash is even coming out <laughs> anymore and how they're going to reset their universe. I know you guys did a whole episode last week about resetting the DCEU, but. Yeah, I don't know what the Batman in the DCEU is going to be, but I know the Pattinson's Batman is his own spun-off universe. Look, look, if I if I've learned anything, you can replace Aunt Viv, you can replace the Flash. Yeah. We just <laughs> cast a new person. We don't even talk about. I mean, it. just put Grant, just just deep fake Grant Gustin into into the Flash movie. Yeah, just just let's just pick another kid. Let's just switch him over. It'll yeah. be perfectly fine. Well, Grant's got the syndication money, so he needs a movie check. Give him a movie check. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like, I still didn't like it. I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. It just wasn't for me. Um, but it's for everybody else because everybody else fucking loves it. So. Are there before any- we wrap? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was gonna say, before we wrap, I, I mean, you guys love. We started this podcast talking about Fast X. You love your cars. You love your muscle cars. The Batmobile. Come on. Yeah, I loved it. Okay, at least. Like when when the my favorite scene in this movie 
<laughs> is every scene in <laughs> when when the Batmobile revs up for the first time and it looks like a bat out of hell, literally, right? Like it looks like Christine crossed with, you know, something else. I don't know, whatever the fuck. But like, come on, the sound design of that scene, like just the the visuals. You got to give it up for the Batmobile, right? I I like the design minus the jet engine. Well, it's not a Batmobile without a jet engine. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Sure it fucking is. I look, here's where my thought is, all right? We've got practical motorcycles, we've got practical everything else. Instead of fucking doing the flying thing, he's got a wingsuit. Instead of doing the grappling hook, he runs down the fucking building with the guideline. We've solved everything practically. You rear mount a flame spitting fucking V8 V10 and you solve the problem of the backlighting of the bat of the like bat out of hell thing with literal underglow. You solve it the most practical way possible and then let that car be that car. Because the fact that on the motorcycle, it had little bat wings and on the back of the car, <laughs> the fins popped over the little bat wings. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. the little subtle nods are great. Yeah. I didn't understand the point of what I can only describe as like, uh, the the weird like um, similar to like the the food processor on the fucking uh, DeLorean where it's like yes what is the purpose right right you don't need that big fucking booster <laughs> on the back you've got literally a giant V eight hanging off the back of the thing right red lights not blue lights you don't need it fucking underglow if Fast and Furious has taught me anything that is a underglow design. yeah it's a sick fucking design how okay so. Favorite Batmobile of the Vin film Diesel's world. car from Fast Seven. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's basically the same fucking thing. It's the same thing. Like, well, how do how do you think that stacks up to the Tumblr? And the Tumblr like, sucks. 89, 89 Batmobiles going to be my favorite Batmobile just the for cor- the Corvette with that like, nostalgia reasons. Phone. Hold on, let me. Oh, does yeah, he the, have that? The eighty nine Batmobile is probably the best live action shy of the new one. Yeah, yeah that one's fucking yeah, rad. One's the Corvette. Um, yeah. For me, it's the animated series one. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Batman. Because it's so garage. fucking sleek. Yes. The fucking lines on that are yes. gorgeous and yes. crisp, and there's no like it's beautiful from every fucking angle. Yeah. Yeah, the, tum- the Tumblr always. The Tumblr's too fucking busy. The Tumblr that always- one's fucking rad as shit too. I'm yeah. here for all of that. The '66 one. I, well, I always- honestly, here's the thing: if you compare that one and the one from the new movie, they're the most similar. They, yeah, you know, I before you hopped on, I was showing um, Jamie Quarter Digital, which is a YouTube channel that does a lot of VFX stuff. They kind of do like a VFX artist react to a bunch of CGI stuff in movies. They did a thing; it kind of went viral this weekend where. They inserted Adam West into mm-hmm. the Batman trailer. <laughs> and then there's a behind the scenes video of how they did it. And they talked about how, like, when comping the Barris Batmobile into the movie, it actually made a, it actually worked really well because the profiles of the cars were so similar. Yeah, the shape Absolutely. Really similar. The lighting on the front of the thing, the way yeah. that the Barris Batmobile fucking stretches across that way. Yeah. I, I don't know that, like, people lost their shit when the Tumblr came out, but yeah, like, the Tumblr sucks. I have a, uh, Hell yeah. The Superpowers Batmobile is very good. It's like broken fun. though. It's fine. After 40 years, it finally like the spring inside gave up on me and I can't keep the battering ram closed. But that's, that is dope. Yeah, because that one looks kind of 80s as hell, because that's basically like uh that's kit. 
with a yeah. great paint job. <laughs> the, the the tumbler looks like military surplus, and I guess that was the which point. is what it is. That's what it was supposed to be, right? That now to to its credit, the motorcycle that came out of the tumbler might be one of the raddest. Yeah, he goes to get it. <laughs> this yeah, the, the bad yeah that looks yeah great. that looks right great. the pod because when he did that first scene where the wheel rolled so yeah. this way he could fucking make the slide yeah and then that turns, was yeah. the coolest shit yeah but like the tumbler in, the tumbler's in, too big to be practically useful anywhere and there's no there's no bat lines to it like all the other batmobiles have like a slick a slick it does line to it and have like i think these fins are a little batty yeah it's got a little maybe, but like when I'm well, thinking that, spins, I'm Jimmy, thinking look at it. Look at it right now. It's the fucking bat mask. The windows literally look like the fucking eyes. Oh, in the bat I mask. see. I see. I see. That's what the, the whole fucking thing upright is the goddamn. Uh, it's a cow like it. That's that's it. It, looks, it just looks blocky and gross. It doesn't, well, yeah, because it looks when when it's standing still, it looks like it's standing still. All the other Batmobiles that Keith has brought up, they look. This like is actually my least favorite part. Batmobile. This is the Affleck one. Uh, yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of that no. one. That one doesn't exist to me. The Schumacher one with all the fucking lights, though. Yes, with those big swoopy wings, the fucking fins, the George Clooney shit. Yes, the fins. Oh, the the the, the Val Kilmer one. Is that the Val Kilmer one? <laughs> That's yeah. the Val Kilmer one. Okay, See, that looks like it's moving. When it's standing still. And that's right. what you need in a Batmobile. You need like those sweepy lines. And that's and that's why thing. the new one is so good. Yeah. By the way, uh, th this movie reinforces a thought process that I've had since the Schumacher uh, movies. That the Riddler might be one of the best Batman villains and we've overdone it with the Joker. Yeah, I'm not I'm not overly fond with the Joker. Because you go hard opposites between this new Riddler and the Jim Carrey Riddler. And both of them are exceptional for completely different and wrong reasons. Yeah. Cause, cause I, you have, you have an intellectual equal to the Batman in some cases, an in intellectual superior. So we can outthink the Batman in certain ways. I yeah. actually want, you know, like because they revealed Barry Kewen as the Joker in that deleted scene and, and in that should have been a post-credit scene. There's probably, there's like a lot of talk that he'll be the main villain in the next movie. And, to to Brandon's point, I don't think I want a Batman versus Joker. Yeah, I want like the way Seven and Zodiac informed this movie. I want the sequel to be informed by Silence of the Lambs, and Joker be a Hannibal Lecter type. So he's not like Buffalo Bill was the bad guy, yeah, right? It wasn't Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, Hannibal Lecter's like presence was in the movie. Yeah, Jodie Foster, you know, Claire had Clarice had to consult with him, and yeah. he's menacing that way. Give me that version of the. Because I don't need, yeah, to your point, I don't need like Joker's grand plan to like right, right, right. But then destroy the city. I, I don't understand who you go with then as a villain because the only logical process I have there is then like Zaz or something like that. Like, no, like another like, serial killer, right? Right, right, right. And like, I almost think you need to go a little harder into the theatrical villains because the Rose Gallery is super good. And the idea of just having another guy who just murders people with a blunt object isn't great. Like there needs to be a bit of pomp and circumstance. I mean, there's a rumor that's Mr. Freeze. I hope so because the, well, yeah, because they they reference the what is it the the lounge that's inside the lounge, forty four below, forty four below, below, right? Yeah. Sounds like something that would involve freeze. So I don't and, know how you quite do that. You know, Harvey Dent is probably going to be in the second one since they killed the DA. So, but that might be too close to the Dark Knight if you have the Joker. Well, and Harvey. The, yeah, I the, I don't know if you do that. The and, Nora angle from the cartoon is very strong. 
Right. But what my concern is, is that in this universe, they've gone very, very practical, just like my bitching about the, the rocket booster in the back and everything else like that. Like they picked a lane and they've decided that as of right now, they're going to be way more practical, which I'm super good with. But then in turn, how do you have freeze that way other than just having him be a guy who develops technology that, you know, freezes things or something like that, or they're being like, I don't know how he does it other than the idea that half of the city's frozen. So maybe the idea of him releasing an Arctic winter or something like that. And he's a weather villain. And I feel like I'm rewriting, I'm rewriting <laughs> that weird uh, Uma Thurman Avengers movie, but yeah, like, <laughs> oh I mean, the, the beauty of, of a Batman movie is that your, your Rose gallery is, is deep enough. And, and if you want to get into like, cause the thing is like all the villains have been done at least once, right? Like, well, Catwoman's if, been done. Two Face has been done. If we're talking the corruption angle, a Court of Owls would be a good. That's the other rumor that it's probably going to be a Court of Owls type movie, the second movie. Because I mean, talk about like a cabal running things from the shadows and stuff. Like Court of Owls fits in with this universe. Like Penguin could think he's the top dog now. But and the, and remember, Penguin is getting his own series on HBO Max. So oh, like, really. They're they're building out like Colin Farrell's Penguin, which we didn't talk about. He the like you know how it kind of close up on him at the end of the movie. Yeah, he's getting an HBO Max like Peacemaker type See, eight I, episode series. I think I would like that more than the movie because like I don't know. I feel like I'm. Uh, so he'll be top gangster by the time the sequel rolls around. It'll be about the Penguin being the guy who runs like organized crime. Yeah. But I think to Brandon's point, that's why the supervillain needs to be more theatrical and more kind of like over the top i i will say real quick as as being your token white guy here fuck colin farrell for ruining absolutely every opportunity for a heavy set bald actor to be <laughs> uh, like you killed J like james gandolfini fucking dies and everybody's yeah. like who the else are we gonna get i guarantee you the photos released of colin farrell and michael chiklis spiked his phone and fired his agent <laughs> he was sitting right there <laughs> Colin was good though. He yeah. was good, but was god good. damn it. Like <laughs> you've got literally Jason Alexander hanging out there, fucking Michael Chickless hanging out there, that fucking big ass guy from the office hanging out there. And <laughs> we decide that we hire gorgeous, gorgeous ass Colin to play the fucking penguin. Oh my god, that's that's fucking funny. Wearing more fucking makeup than the people in goddamn Avatar, and like you can't <laughs> cast a bald, fat white guy. Fuck off. Anyway, he did a great job, and I'm yeah. so fucking angry. About it. Dude, I want more chickless. <laughs> so yeah, uh, at the end of the day, Batman good, Jamie not. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's fine. I'm fine being wrong. I'm Never in my wrong. days on this network did I think that the boss would end up siding with me over Jamie. <laughs> oh, it's I, finally happened. I knew I was wrong from the uh, from no. I, I'm just glad that it was over a fake rich white guy. Like I'm glad we can bond over the important shit. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the other thing I don't give a shit about. Is that's the other part of Batman that I don't give a shit. About. Well, you know, and that's the thing too. Like that's you know, I, speaking of like the Twitter discourse, like every yes. Yes, Batman should use his money to invest in like social programs and well, not like that, is that thugs? still an argument his that people are making? But then that's not tried. Batman, you know. <laughs> his dad tried. Like that, that's what this film is. No, about. the renewal. No, 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 no
Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've learned when people are rich, no matter how fucking like helpful they pretend to be, they're not. They buy Twitter. But also Batman, <laughs> like Bruce Wayne is not a philanthropist to, to run an organization that would help like structurally change Gotham City. That is a full time job. He can't moonlight punching people in the face. He has to put together a team. Well, that's my no. point, right? That's my point. Whenever that argument comes up, like Batman should just like just tax the rich or what? Like, yes, I agree. In the real world, tax the rich. Tax them for all their work. Give them a 95% capital gains tax. I don't care. But in bet, but like no matter what social programs Bruce Wayne invests in, it's not going to help when when Raz Al Ghul is or Poison Ivy's like <laughs> sending man eating plants throughout the city. You know what I'm saying? Jamie! Who the fuck wants to send per my previous email? I'm rich as fuck when you could punch someone in the face and then hire someone else to write per my previous email. See, but that's that's the point. Like if he did hire somebody, he doesn't be, have to be involved. He can literally show up, corrupt. sign a check and then move the fuck on and then go drive around in his rocket powered car. <laughs> but that's my point. Both. The, the, the Batman movie both. that like folks on Twitter want is not Batman. <laughs> like, why do you need... <laughs> you know, it's like, James. you know what? James Bond would be a really cool character if he wasn't an agent of uh, the, the on her King's Majesty on her Majesty's Secret Service and yeah. was just like uh, a janitor. Yeah, <laughs> it's if not James, James Bond. If James <laughs> Bond respected women and didn't drink so much, <laughs> that movie would be fucking excellent. What a great role model he'd be. Oh! No, 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 no. Batman is the best rich guy because Batman does what we want all of our rich people to do. When you fucking you make a ton people? of money playing, you get a pool made of fucking in the shape of a guitar and then you beat up people. Yes, you do. And then you get away with it. Why? Because you're rich. You just hope that he beats up the right people. He <laughs> beats up the right which. which yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I always thought of the the wealth angle was for Batman to get for Bruce Wayne to get into like the the room where it happens and shit. Sure. And then, and then like work his way around and then not actually change anything, but like save yeah, people. He, do do what he did in the Nolan trilogy where he has the access to multinational companies and everything else like that and being yeah. able to take down really corrupt shitheads and do it the fun way. Yeah. So we should probably end on this uh, breaking news from Warner Brothers. Oh, no. Matt Reeves is green. They've greenlit a sequel for Matt Reeves, Batman. He is now writing uh, part two. Oh, okay. Right now. Announced right now. Right now. Literally five minutes ago. He's, he's got the email right now. Breaking news. By the time this comes out, everyone will know. <laughs> Unless I edit this and put it up tonight, which <laughs> which ain't happening. Do it and then at him and then cast Vin Diesel as Killer Croc. <laughs> Do what you yeah, fucking. I hit coward. him with a rock. Yeah. He'd be great. No, now you're just doing a King Shark impersonation. That <laughs> no, there was that one where like matches Malone in like and all the villains are talking about like how they once almost got him. him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Croc is like, I hit him with a rock. And they're like, it was a big rock. <laughs> We just let Vin Diesel full on fucking Iron Giant that shit. <laughs> just bad man. <laughs> fucking great. Movie. <laughs> uh, uh, before we go, I have a question for Keith since you weren't on with us last time. How would you reboot the DCEU besides keeping this Batman in his own? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, you know, like, I, this is something that, that I, 
called for like years ago and it's it's i'm glad they're finally embracing it maybe who knows what the flash movie but i wouldn't reboot it i would just like the multiverse everything exists and then whatever you want to do you have the freedom to do it and we'll just say it's in a different multiverse right like because the thing about the the you know when the thing that bothered me about the DCEU when it was like under the purview of Zack Snyder and, and you know, everyone's got their qualms with Zack Snyder. I'm, yep. I'm on a flight of stairs. I never liked his movies, but at the same time, like I, like I enjoyed the Snyder cut. I'm not going to lie. I had fun with it, but I, my problem with those movies was that like, that was the only like perspective we were going to get from here into eternity. Right. Like yeah, that, that depressing so overbearing like you know and i didn't want that right like as, for all the flaws of the mcu at least it's like some some place you want to return to i did not want to return to the snyderverse right and knowing that that was the only thing we we're going to get it was very depressing what i wanted it was that like give me like let Zack snyder have his own little pocket universe and mm-hmm. his fans can enjoy mm-hmm. but also let Todd Phillips do his Joker movie. Let Matt Reeves do his Batman movie. Let, you know, uh, all these different directors, Patty Jenkins have her crack at one, but James Wan have his crack at Aquaman. Like you don't give a shit if it's an interconnected, it doesn't have to be interconnected, right? Like some, and the thing is like, Marvel is the only group that's figured it out. No one, even star Wars dropped the bag when it came to like interconnected universe. You know what I mean? Like rise of Skywalker, even like, Book of Boba Fett became Mandalorian season three. You know what I mean? Like they don't know how to do like a connected universe as well as Kevin Feige. Let them have it. Just do what, what, what DC has always been good at is letting directors put their stamp on a character. Mm -hmm. And when you can't do that and also like fit in with all, like there was a reason Kevin Feige always hires TV directors to do the movies because when he does do bring in like a Ryan Coogler or a Chloe Zhao, those movies don't, they, they feel separate and apart from the rest of the MCU for, I mean, I think for good, right? Like I don't, I, the, my issue with the MCU is that everything looks the same. Like you were talking about, you may not have liked the Batman, but it's a gorgeous film to look at. Oh, the lights, the shadows, the cinematography, like the cinematography is fucking fantastic. Like look at the cinematography in no way home. Like, it pales in comparison and I'm not a Marvel hater, but like yeah. you don't go to Marvel movies for the cinematography, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like with the, with the DC universe, let, let directors do whatever they want and then worry about how it connects later. You know, it doesn't have to connect. And if, yeah. if you can figure out way, like the way peacemaker brought in Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller, there's, there's where I wanted to pivot because yeah. you talked about multiple uh, universes and everything else like that. Who's the peacemaker universe is Batman. The actor. Well, it's got to be Affleck. What? Because because Peacemaker is firmly established in the DCEU, right? So like that Justice League that he's referencing, he's talking about Batfleck, right? Yeah, I guess technically. Technically. And here's the thing, like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter is my point. Well, right? Yeah, it does. Sure it does. Because you, yeah, you have an opportunity to have someone fucking fun as <laughs> Batman. So I'm asking, instead of picking the bat flick that exists already, like, okay, so you have carte blanche. <laughs> so this is, this is complicated for me because for the longest time, I've, I even came, I wrote a post on the Nerds of Color about, I want an army hammer to be Batman. Oh, no. 
Before I found out he was a cannibal who like <laughs> drinks the blood of his lovers. But what about John because, Hamm? I mean, that, that is the Hamm most batshit of anybody who <laughs> actually... <laughs> the main reason I wanted Army Hammer to be Batman is that The Man it's from American Uncle boy. is one of my favorite movies. And Hammer and Cavill's chemistry is off the chain. So I wanted a Batman and Superman with the same energy of Henry Cavill and Army Hammer and Man from Uncle. But now that Cavill is not Superman anymore either. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, give me a Henry Golding. Henry Golding would be a cool Batman. Jamie, who are you going with? Um, I, I kind of as a goof, but I think John Hamm would be a good. Hamm would be great. It would I, be fun. I am teetering in between two different people on very different spectrums. Uh, one is Vince Vaughn. Yeah. He reads tall, rich shithead really well. Yeah. Um, and my other choice is Steve Carell. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like they haven't hired a short comedic actor to play Batman in the past. So right, that's, that's what I'm saying. Right, like that that goes along with everything else, and he'd be the best Bruce Wayne we've ever seen. He would be. Well, there's that on that. Would would we get a fucking Green Lantern movie finally? Like an actual. I mean, they, the Green Lantern Corps supposed to be has been in the. Who knows with the Discovery merger. Who knows what the? I mean, that's the, the was the premise of the pod last week. You know, they're they're talking about finding their own Kevin Feige and rebooting everything. So who knows? I I, I like I said, I think like Warner Brothers' strategy with DC has always been kind of fucked up, and they used to be good with the animation and TV. But even then, now there's like, you know, again with Discovery, it's 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 anyone's ball game at this point. I think Matt Reeves has proven that he knows what to do with Batman. I think you give Patty Jenkins one more shot at Wonder Woman. James Wan's doing the, the, the Aquaman sequel. We have the black. I mean, here's the thing like that's never happened in the, in time ever is that we have multiple DC movies now that have nothing to do with Batman or Superman. That's Keep doing that. Give me like Bat, non Batman, non Superman DC property. When are we going to get the wonder twins? <laughs> that's coming. Is it? Archie, the guy who plays Archie from uh, Riverdale is playing <laughs> one of the twins. And I forget who the other girl, but that's a CW oh thing. It's not oh a movie God. or it's an HBO Max thing. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> it's an HBO Max thing. I mean, that, that has a better chance of being good, but you yeah. know. KJ Appa is the playing. Are the, we going to get static, Keith? Are we going to finally get that, I mean, I think, I mean, that. that's, I think Milestone has its own, you know, like issues in terms of like getting stuff adapted because of you know but i mean static is of course the the main thing and there is talk of a static i think show on hbo max yeah could be good yeah man hey it's a good time to be a dc fan i think yeah no i'm i'm here for it uh i'd like to throw this out in the world and make it happen uh will ferrell is guy gardner i want to see that green lantern court movie (laughs) him in the fucking vest and everything else like that who do you cast as john stewart uh, I mean, Idris Elba feels like the quick and easy answer. Yeah, but he's uh, death punch, dead shot, blood sport, eye, eyeball, blood fake, blood, blood sport, face, punch knuckle. Yeah, that, that's it. Knife cut, wolf bane. Uh, who's the, the name of the actor who played Mbaku? A Winston Duke. Oh, that would be good. 
Yeah, he'd be good. Strong voice, strong character, good build, easy on the eyes, uh, well-established, no questions asked. And I think if he showed up and basically was in the suit, we'd all be like, yeah, okay. And he voices Batman in in an upcoming Batman serial podcast called Batman Undown. Nice. So do you go with Hal or do you go with Kyle? Uh, well, if you're doing the core, just give us everyone, right? Give us yeah, I mean, give both. right? Yeah, the, the only give us Simon Baz, give us Jessica Cruz, give us the whole shebang. Fucking Kilowog, Kilowog, Kilowog! <laughs> I need it. I need it. Need it. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this motherfucker up. All right, uh, Keith, where can people find you? I am on Twitter at the real chow, the underscore real underscore chow, and on Instagram at real Keith Chow. Follow the Nerds of Color at the Nerds of Color and go to hardknockmedia.com to find this podcast and all the podcasts in the Hard Knock family. Also go to goalie.com slash hard knock. Use the code hard knock H A R D N O C. Throw some cash our way. Free shipping. Free shipping and 10% off if you use the code hard knock H A R D N O C. Brandon Chalmers, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at vengeance. That's right. At vengeance. <laughs> Jamie, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, Jamie Noguchi, Twitter, angry Zen master, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. They think they can find me in the shadows, but they don't know. I was born in the shadows. I am. <laughs> you were, <laughs> you say darkness as your ally. I want Lucha Bane. We need to solve and fix that problem. We need Lucha Bane. That's what. There's that, a, there's your there. sequel villain. Yeah. We need Lucha Bane. That's Venom. He injects fucking, in his in his veins at the end of the movie. Venom. Oh god, yeah, we find out drops are, are uh, a form of Venom and we just fucking yes. We need yeah. a real luchador though. We can't have an actor. We need a luchador. Fine. We fucking need- fucking uh, Penta's right there. Oh. Oh, God shit. damn it. He already has the goddamn color theme and everything. Oh, oh my God. God. Anyway. Yes. All right. Okay. We're going to another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, kids. Bye. Be excellent to each other. Fucking Pentagon. Holy shit. Oh, my God. <laughs>